Listener Production. Wall Street drops as inflation dated Dale's rate cut hopes. And Australian investors will be alert to Chinese inflation and trade data today. I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. It's Friday, January the 12th, 2024. Craig, we've got US share markets currently down with about two hours left of trade. The Dow Jones Index is down 50 points or 0.1%. The S&P 500 Index is 0.2% lower. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq Index is down 27 points or 0.2%. Earlier in the session, the S&P 500 index briefly surpassed its record-closing high of 4,796.6 points hit in January 2022 before easing opening gains on the back of that hotter-than-expected inflation data out of the United States. The the US inflation figures weren't dreadful. Uh, what we had is for the headline rate, it was up by 0.3% in, in the month of uh, December. Uh, they had looked at a 0.2% rise and the annual rate rose to 3.4%, had expected 3.2%. Core rate 0.3% as in line with expectations, but the annual rate a little bit higher at uh, 3.9% rather than 3.8%. So it's a case of digesting these figures. Are they dreadful? Does it mean a, a significant deterioration in the inflation situation? Well, it doesn't. And investors basically try to determine, yes, what this means for interest rates in the US later in the year. The path back to 2% when it comes to the inflation target has become harder probably than the market's anticipating. And what we did see last night with that bumpy path is risk remaining elevated, particularly around prices for goods. They're expected to be declining at the moment, Mm. or at least easing. But we saw prices around clothing and cars continue to climb. And also, we did see services prices hold firm, and notably costs for housing and car insurance lifted as well which rose the most on an annual basis since 1976. Yes, you do have a shelter cost up in the order of half of 1% in the, the month, 6.2% annually, accounted for half the, the core increase. Um, so very much a focus in terms of the inflation yes, a focus here in Australia as well. We also saw the so-called super core gorge highlighted by US Federal Reserve officials, which measures core services prices, excluding housing, rose at the same pace in December as it did in November, up 0.4% and 3.9% for the year. At the same time, we also saw weekly jobless claims, so claims for unemployment benefits. They were lower than forecast at 202000 and the number of people continuing to claim for unemployment benefits dropped from the previous week. So the report showed no signs of a weakening in the job market at the start of the year. So the work that has to be done for the US Federal Reserve may have finished as far as lifting interest rates, but in terms of where we're at as far as interest rates are concerned, markets are pairing back the chances of a rate cut, now looking at around 60% chance of a rate cut in March. Yeah, I suppose uh, some solace for uh, the uh, US uh, workers over there. They've got real earnings rising in, in the United States, up by 0.2%, up uh, by 0.8% uh, over the year. So I suppose that's something for positive for, for US investors to take away today. Indeed. So we have seen the market recover somewhat. The Dow Jones was down at least 150, if not 200 points at mm. one stage earlier in the session. And as I mentioned, the S&P 500 briefly surpassed its record closing high. And so we have seen a bit of an improvement as the session has gone on. Rate sensitive mega cap chip maker and technology shares have come under pressure with Tesla, Meta Platforms and Alphabet down between 0.5% and 2.9%. Microsoft overtook Apple as the world's most valuable company as Microsoft shares rose 0.2% while Apple was down 0.8%. And we did see some weakness, particularly in the entertainment companies, Craig. 
Yeah, Warner Brothers shares off in the order of 3.9%, Paramount off in the order of 5.8% on a broker downgrade. We also saw Citigroup shares down 2.3%, warning of a possible quarterly loss due to the fall of the Argentina peso and some restructuring costs. That's important because we get an update on the earnings for the fourth quarter for the US banks on Friday. So we've got JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo. Broadly, the four biggest banks in America are expected to report higher fourth quarter profits on Friday, with investors looking out for the lender's outlook for interest income growth, consumer spending, investment banking, and provisions to cover potential losses in commercial real estate portfolios amid rising borrowing costs. Separately, we get an update from fund manager BlackRock, United Health Group, and Delta Airlines as well. So it's going to be an action-packed day on Friday for US share markets, and we'll see whether there's a rebound following the fall on the back of that hotter-than-expected inflation report. US Treasury yields, we have seen the 10-year surprisingly down by three basis points to 4% and the two-year down by seven basis points to 4.3%. We did see yields up earlier after the release of the inflation report. We did see the US Treasury sell $21 billion of 30-year notes at a yield of 4.229% into reasonable demand during the session as well. Not much to speak about in Europe, Craig. Obviously, the US inflation reading doused hopes of an early interest rate cut by the European Central Bank. Yeah, declines have around about eight-tenths of 1% in the European markets. Um, in terms of uh, news, we've got Marks and Spencer pointing to some near-term challenges despite reporting a stronger Christmas trade. It was shares down 4.5%, but Tesco was up in the order of 1.3%. The FTSE Euro First 300 index was down 0.8% on Thursday. We did see the German DAX index fall by 0.9%. And in London, the UK FTSE 100 index was down 1%, as Craig mentioned, dragged down by Marks and Spencer. And in terms of the sectoral moves, we did see banks, which are interest rate sensitive, they were down 1.9%. Real estate stocks fell 1.4%, and utilities and financial services slipped 1.2% and 1.1%, respectively. Now, turning our attention to the commodities markets, Craig, we've currently got the US all NYMEX price up by 0.9% to 72.01 US dollars a barrel. There was some further action in the Red Sea overnight. Yes, an oil tanker was hijacked by Houthi rebels out of uh, Yemen, and uh, uh, that raises concerns about the security in terms of the the Red Sea. This is an ongoing situation. We've got the concerns about supply disruptions coming out of the Middle East, but on the other side of the equation, you've got the concerns about a slower growth in the global economy, reducing the demand for oil. So we're playing this yes, a positive and negative yes, in the oil markets. Yes, volatile at the moment. So the seizing of the oil tanker off the coast of Oman has raised the prospect of an escalating conflict in the Middle East. The tanker with Iraqi crude was destined for Turkey, and it said that it's in retaliation for the confiscation last year of the same vessel, and it's all by the United States. So that really has ratcheted up tensions between the US and Iran at the moment. Now, the gold futures price is down 0.4% to 2019.20 US dollars an ounce. But we did see iron ore futures lift finally after falling for five days, up 0.5% to 138.85 US dollars a tonne. And that was helped by the latest support for the property market in China. China's central bank has approved a 100 billion yuan loan, allowing companies in its eight pilot cities to use the loans to buy commercial residential properties that will be used for long-term rentals. So that provided some support for iron ore. So today, there should be some support, therefore, in the Aussie market when it comes to commodities with both oil and iron ore prices up. 
However, SPY futures are currently pointing down by 41 points or 0.6% on the back of that weak lead-in from the United States. We do have some data released today, Craig, we've got housing finance and the household spending indicator, Origin Energy Shares, Tradex Dividend and Kelly Partners host an investor meeting. Any views on housing finance? Uh, no great views in terms of housing finance, basically tracking along sideways uh, because of the uh, concern about higher interest rates um, and the, the demand yes, for, for loans there. But um, um, it's still very much yes, a waiting game in terms of what is going to happen with interest rates over the year. Absolutely. So the value of housing finance approvals are expected to continue to lift in November up 1.3% alongside an ongoing lift in home prices, although the Reserve Bank rate hike in the month of November may weigh on mortgage demand at the margin as well. Now, on the back of the US consumer price inflation number, obviously beating expectations, the US dollar has jumped and that's put pressure on currencies elsewhere. The Aussie dollar has slid from 67.23 cents to 66.47 cents. It's currently trading at 66.75 cents. Thanks for stepping in for Tom this week, Craig. We look forward to speaking to everyone next week. Have a wonderful weekend and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.